Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Comedian Nicole Byer has some thoughts on organized religion. 10% of your earnings going to the church is an insane thing to ask. Like, that's how much I pay my agent and my manager. Do you know what I'm saying? And they (laughs) get me jobs. The Gospel According to Nicole. Listen to It's Been a Minute from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with Ann Powers in Nashville. Hey, Ann. Hello, Robin. And Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out on June 26th. We've got new ones from Haim, Arca, Krungbin, and a whole lot more, but we start with the band Bad Moves, and their latest, it's called Untenable. This is the band Bad Moves. Their new one is called Untenable, and this killer opening cut is called Local Radio. I have to make a quick disclaimer at the top that Daoud Tyler Amin is the drummer in the band. He's also an editor at NPR Music. But I was thinking, you know, that hardly even counts, right? I mean, they're they're probably going to go through 40 drummers in their career at least, right? I do do think it's important to make that disclaimer. We are very biased. We're big fans of of Daoud. But, you know, Linda Holmes wrote a best-selling debut novel. NPR is going to cover it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you, you get to the point where it's just news. You have to include it. This record is just such a blast of absolute joy at the exact right time. It's just these big, hooky, incredibly catchy songs. But there's also a depth to them. These are songs about yeah. an anxious young adulthood. They feel very appropriate to the time. They're also touching on topics that give voice to people who don't always have a voice in pop songs, right? There, there are songs on here about working service industry jobs. The, the, the title of the record, Untenable, it's about the sense that, you know, nothing feels sustainable, like everything's coming to a head. And that, God, that is, that's the exact right word for yeah. this moment in American history, right? I, I hear you, but I also have to say this record, it just will make you happy. I think that's the number one thing. But 
Lest everyone think that this is a Daoud Tyler, I mean, solo project, yeah. we should mention the other members of the band, David Combs, Katie Park, and Emma Cleveland. And it's really important to think of this band as a band because they share all the vocals, they mm -hmm. write the songs together, and it has that family feeling that has typified some of my favorite kind of indie power pop bands, including my favorite of all time, Imperial Teen. Mm. And this band has a similar family feeling and a similar kind of like queering of the equation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, this is pure sunshine, but it's sunshine for the 21st century. It's inclusive sunshine. I kept thinking uh, like the Go-Go's crossed with 1980s era REM, you know, it's a party album, but for deep thinkers. I just, I just <laughs> felt immediately better about the state of the world. It has a great arc to it. It starts with that fist pumping banger about, you know, the struggles of early adulthood and burnout. And then it ends with a song called End of Time, which, you know, raises the possibility that everything will be all right, or maybe it won't be all right, but try to enjoy exactly. the moment. Bad Moves is the band, <laughs> right record, right time, like you said, Stephen. It's called Untenable. Let's go next to the artist known as Arca. She's got a new one called Kick One. This is Arca. Her new album is called Kick One. It's spelled kick in the little Roman numeral I. The cut we're playing right now is called Rikiki. This is the musical alter ego, I guess, of Alejandra Hersi. She's from Venezuela. Really impossible to sum up just the vast scope of her artistry, but she's a producer, a singer, a painter, a model. And, and her music is, I mean, I would call it bonkers, but a lot of people would say it's just what music sounds like now. Yeah, this is this represents just that explosion in the boundaries between genres. I mean, the collaborators on this record give you some sense of the shape of this music. Uh, Bjork, Rosalia, Sophie, Shy Girl. This is meeting at the intersection of art and tech and fashion and a, a, a sort of post-gender world. This is music that is constantly imploding and folding in on itself in ways that can be abrasive or catchy or terrifying. Well, the first track is called Non-Binary, and I think that really sums up the whole album with its swagger, but also its message. It has a really strong point of view and attitude, and that, that attitude is all about, I am who I am. I contain, not only do I contain multitudes, as Bob Dylan and Walt Whitman have said, <laughs> but I project multitudes. I move through multitudes. That's right. really what this record does. And it's so important to say also 
that this is bilingual, fully bilingual, and even multilingual music because the sounds themselves create a language. And I just want to say one more thing, which is the, the ballad closer, which is called No Queda Nada. It's sung entirely in Spanish. It's a beautiful, swoony love song. That phrase means nothing left. And the way I hear it is, it's a song of dedication and total surrender to a lover, but I think it's a song of surrender to the self and of peace with the self. And, and that's, you know, the final message on a record that really is about putting forth a notion of wholeness that, again, even defies that word. Yeah, well said. Arca is the artist. Kick One is her new album. Let's uh, completely switch it up and go to a really incredible new record from the singer Becca Mancari. It's called The Greatest Part. This is the singer Becca Mancari. Her new one is called The Greatest Part, and this gut-wrenching song is called First Time. Uh, she's originally from New York and now and there in Nashville. This is her second full-length album. And man, the song that we just played, it just destroys me. She sings about the first time her dad didn't hug her back, and it's about the moment, you know, she came out to her family. It was so hard to hear. Um, yeah. And Anne, I know that Becca Mancari has said that this was also the hardest batch of songs she's ever written. Difficult because Becca Mancari was confronting, you know, very deep experiences and emotions. But also, I don't want to say this was difficult for Becca, but this album represents a remarkable evolution. When I first heard her music, it was um, in the Americana scene. She had a song, Becca had a song called Summertime Mama, which was very Americana, but a bop at the same time. Right away, I knew that this was a, a songwriter and artist who had something different than most Nashville singer-songwriters. Her 2017 album, Good Woman, sounded very much in an Americana vein, but it hinted at what we get here, which is dance pop or singer-songwriter music as dance pop. Yeah, Anne, you mentioned uh, her 2017 album, Good Woman. 
Uh, I first heard Becca Mankari kind of prepping for South by Southwest in, in 2018. And you could really tell that she was trying to find something about herself in her songwriting. And then you listen to this record and you were just really hearing an artist who has done the work, who's done a bunch of work on herself, who's had to process a, a complicated past. She grew up gay in a fundamentalist Christian household, as, as she sings about in the song that we heard at the top of the segment the first time. And you get a sense of somebody who's coming to terms with the past, looking for a way forward and figuring out what she wants to do and be. I was just so deeply moved by the whole album. It is just a beautiful listen. Becca Menkari is the singer. Her new one is called The Greatest Part. Let's do one more before we take a break. This comes from Carlos Nino and Miguel Atwood Ferguson. It's called Chicago Waves. This is Carlos Nino and Miguel Atwood Ferguson. Their new album is called Chicago Waves. The song we're listening to is Part 6, Into Eternity. And back for this one is John Morrison, host of XPN's Culture Cipher Radio and the podcast Serious Rap Shit. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on, Robin? So Carlos Nino is a, a producer and percussionist. Miguel Atwood Ferguson is a classically trained uh, session musician, multi-instrumentalist. They've collaborated off and on together for years Tell us what they're doing on this one. Yeah, uh, Carlos Nino and Miguel Atwood Ferguson, they're probably most famously known for creating this work called The Suite for Ma Dukes, which is like these beautiful orchestral versions of Jay Dilla tunes that they did in the wake of Jay Dilla passing in 2006. Mm. But this project, Chicago Waves, is something else completely different. It's really this kind of genreless free improvisation and it's really it's really a 44 minute exploration of sound and and just two musicians really improvising together deeply. Super familiar with Miguel Atwood Ferguson's stuff that he's done with like Flying Lotus and he, he floats in and out of that not necessarily a free jazz space but an electronic soulful jazz space. I didn't expect this to be a fully improvised, you know, experimental piece. And it was a pleasant surprise to listen to. I love the the way the music reflects the title. I know they recorded it live in Chicago, right? And um, mm -hmm. anybody who spent time there on the lakefront, there's something 
a bewitching quality to lake waves yeah. to me where it doesn't have the kind of eternity aspect of the mm -hmm. sea, but it still creates like this hypnotic, beautiful space in my mind when I stare at those lake waves. And I get that from this record. Well, yeah, you absolutely get a sense of that. And I think part of what you're talking about, Anne, is the way those waves interact with uh, with skyscrapers, where you yeah, have a little so bit well of said. you have a little bit of a of a shimmery quality listening to this record, which really exists on this fascinating plane that has a room for new age music, classical, jazz, ambient sounds. I loved this record. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to me and fitting that this record is titled Chicago Waves and that it was recorded in Chicago. Chicago, for folks who don't know, has this really rich tradition of avant-garde jazz that was one of the first major strongholds where the Sun Ra Orchestra became philosophically and musically what it would be. Uh, and then you have like the Association for the Advancement of Creative Musicians in the 60s and 70s, up through post-rock and free jazz and all of the stuff that's going on today. And it, it just, it's fitting that this freely improvised music, highly experimental music was created in that city and then, you know, of course, titled in tribute of that. Yeah, I found it so calming. And uh, to borrow a, a phrase, Stephen, you use often, it just slows the blood in a wonderful way. Carlos Nino and Miguel Atwood Ferguson are the artists. Their new one together is called Chicago Waves. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you. We still have a handful of albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, plus a packed lightning round of other notable releases. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. State Farm fits seamlessly into your life, allowing you to easily manage your coverage, pay your bill, and even file a claim with the State Farm mobile app. And they really get to know you. Thanks to a network of 19,000 agents, you'll have someone local to talk you through options that fit your personal needs. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's New Music Friday. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best albums out on June 26th. We start the second half of our show off with the band Haim and their new one called Women in Music Part 3. Los Angeles Give me a miracle I just want out from this I've done my share of helping with your defense But now I can't dismiss It's killing me Hometown This is Haim. Their new one is called Women in Music Part 3, and the song we're listening to is uh, the opening cut called Los Angeles. Three Sisters, this is their third full-length record, and they don't really have anything to prove. They're obviously very accomplished and talented, but I do think that they're a band, while I was listening to this record, I thought, you know, you can get really comfortable listening to Haim, and it's easy to forget just how much talent it's taken them to get where they are. 
And then you listen to a record like this where I think they've really leveled up and you're reminded like, oh, yeah, they're really <laughs> effing good. <laughs> yeah, uh, leveling up, I think, is a, is a good way of putting it. Uh, Danielle Esty and Alana Haim, they're a sister act. And I think of them as kind of the mm. ultimate in the genre NPR music calls rosé wave. Cool, cool, but basic, adventurous, but unpretentious, summery and smooth yeah. with a real eye toward crowd-pleasing, but also real artistry involved. This is pop music that is in no way disconnected from, you know, hip-hop at one end and folk at another end. I did think, listening to this record, there's a song called The Steps, and I was like, gosh, anyone who thinks... Heim is cool, but Sheryl Crow isn't. <laughs> needs needs to li- needs to listen to this song and understand where Heim resides on a continuum of Southern California cool. You know, Heim has created a signature sound working with people like um, Ariel Reichstadt and and Rostam, formerly of Vampire Weekend. It's a sound that does firmly reside in rock in some ways, but equally firmly resides in pop, which means it lives everywhere. But what I love most about this record is how it totally seizes the rock throne and the yacht rock throne while simultaneously (laughs) critiquing the creeping sexism that flourished in so much of that music. And, And they do that directly on in several songs, like really calling out the way men have treated them or just thinking emotionally and deeply about how gender inequity affects relationships, um, thinking about the classic subject of feminism, which is what does it mean to be a free woman? Yeah, let's hear a little bit of a song called Man from the Magazine. Man from the music shop, I drove too far For you to hand me that starter guitar Hey girl, why don't you play a few bars? Oh, what's left to prove? I don't want to hear it is what it is, it was what it was. Don't make me hear it is what it is, it was what it was. You don't know how it feels, you expect me to deal with it till I'm perfectly numb. But you don't know how it feels, you don't know how it feels. Did you know that the um, the phrase "man from the magazine" comes from a Creedence Clearwater revival song called "Lodi," one of their most huh. famous songs, in which I think the lyric is, "The man from the magazine says I'll go far." And so um, I think Danielle wrote the lyrics to the song, but uh, the Heim song, "The Man from the Magazine," is of course being a sexist jerk, and uh, the song is a little, just a little witnessing of how. They, you know, they as women are treated in, by other musicians, by people in journalism. And um, I love that throughout this record, they do that. They incorporate elements of classic rock and then they say, hey, this is what classic rock is from my point of view. I think that's super cool. Yeah, I feel like I, every week I'm saying, oh, top 10, this is a top 10 record for sure this year. <laughs> Uh, and I, I've completely lost track. So maybe maybe I'm out of spots. But <laughs> this, this record I was listening like. Definitely top 10 for the year, for sure. Haim, the album is called Women in Music Part 3. And from Haim, let's go to uh, something completely different. Sacred Soul from a band called Dedicated Men of Zion. Their new one is called Can't Turn Me Around. I'm down here alone, and I'm waiting on you. Yes, I'm down, yes, I'm down. 
This is Dedicated Men of Zion. Their album is called Can't Turn Me Around, and the song we're listening to from that record is Down Here, Lord. God, when the harmonies kick in on this song and so many others, uh, it's just full of moments like that. I'm just like, I believe! I feel it! (laughs) And who are are, uh, the Dedicated Men of Zion? Dedicated Men of Zion is a a classic gospel quartet uh, from the Greenville, North Carolina area. It's a family band. You're right. It has that classic gospel sound in which is contained all of music, I think, especially all of foundational rock and soul music. And um, so these guys were singing around down in the South and um, met Bruce Watson, who is the general manager of Fat Possum Records, uh, one of the best roots labels out there and who runs a little label called Bible and Tire, which taps into the rich but little known current gospel scene that harkens back to traditional gospel. You know, a lot of gospel music now is very slick and pop and hip hop inspired, you know, Kirk Franklin, that kind of thing. But this is a totally different kind of gospel that's very much what you might hear in a small congregation. Bruce Watson brought the dedicated men of Zion into the studio and recorded classic gospel songs from a catalog called the Divine Spiritual Catalog. So it's like what they call sacred soul, the nexus of secular soul music and gospel. And you hear it all in in here, right? I mean, it's got a little high records flavor. It's definitely got the Temptations kind of flavor. It's very Southern at the same time. If you like that kind of music, that kind of secular music, you're going to love this, even if you have not found Jesus. I was reminded of a conversation I had with a friend of mine a long time ago, who's a believer, you know, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and and uh, he said, you know, when I die, if I, if I somehow found out that none of this is real, you know, there's no God or whatever, he said, I still can't think of a better way to live my life. And when I when I hear this music, I thought, you know, it doesn't it really doesn't matter what you believe. The world needs this music right now. Yeah, I feel you on that. And and like I said, I think if you want to understand anything about the history of rock and roll and soul music and funk music, you got to go back to that mid-century gospel sound that the dedicated men of Zion are reviving on this record. It's fundamental to all the music you love if you love that stuff. So check it out. Dedicated Men of Zion is the band. The album is called Can't Turn Me Around. Let's go next to Krungbin. Krungbin is back with a new one called Mordecai. Just you and I Having up the time 
This is the band Krungden. Their new one is called Mordecai, and the song we're listening to is called Time, You and I. This is a band that has built its reputation, really, on very, these very groove-based uh, instrumental songs, elements of dub and soul, and a lot of different kinds of global music all coming together. Uh, but on Mordecai, Stephen, it's a kind of a real departure for them It's in that it's largely a vocal record. Yeah, I mean, Krungbin got its start playing like chill instrumentals with a very, very, very deep kind of Rolodex of influences, right? Like dub music, vintage Thai music, psychedelia, funk, R&B, these weird and worldly grooves, just the crate digging quality. And it's music that seems to just be springing out from every corner of the world. This record is more uh, overtly accessible. As you said, it's it's their first record that incorporates a lot of vocals. And you get a sense of this record kind of as a continuum of this great EP that Krungbin put out earlier this year called Texas Sun, which was a collaboration with their fellow Texan Leon Bridges. And so you, you get a sense of just the enormous toolkit that goes into songs that are incredibly catchy and current in, in ways that I hadn't necessarily always thought of Krungbin as, as being. I was reading a profile of Krungbin in the New York Times and uh, Mark Spear, the guitar player, said something they like to do is listen to disco from all around <laughs> the world, <laughs> disco in different languages. And I, I think you get that feeling on this record, but just like great international disco artists like Boney M or something like that, in these songs, the, the words are sound elements, you know, as much as they are the engine of storytelling. And you still have that dreamy, open-ended quality. So I like the way they've moved into music that has more vocals because it's not like they've shut down the big sky that is their music. Krungbin is the band. Their new one is called Mordecai. We still have one more record that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but it is a packed week of releases, and there are a lot we want to mention as quickly as we can here in the lightning round. Uh, I'll start with Ray LaMontagne. Ray LaMontagne is back with a really beautiful record called Monovision. He got a little more adventurous and big on some of his recent work. He's stripped it way back. This is Back to Basics record for him. Really beautiful monovision from Ray LaMontagne. Angela Munoz and Adrian Young have a new one called Introspection. She's a, a singer. Adrian Young, a producer and composer we just featured last week on the Jazz is Dead project. They work together on this new one called Introspection. There's a band called Boyo that has a new one called Where Have All My Friends Gone? This is a really wonderful psych pop record. Uh, the singer Jesse Ware is back with one called What's Your Pleasure? And I'll just mention one more, the band Nana Grizzle. This is a, a group from the Elephant Six Collective. They're back with a new one called South Somewhere Else. Major release in uh, country music today. One of my favorite young songwriters and singers and performers, Tennille Towns. So a lot of people here in Nashville are excited for Tennille Towns and her debut album, The Lemonade Stand. Go a little further down south to New Orleans and uh, legendary saxophonist Maceo Parker. And he's made a record at 77 years old called Soul Food Cooking with Maceo. Speaking of legends, soul man Brian McKnight uh, says his new album Exodus might be his last. Well, I hope not because this is just a wonderful classic soul excursion. And finally, I found a new artist called Lionel Boy has a record called Who is Dovey? It's a uh, cool, groovy L.A. soul psych. So if you like that kind of stone vibe, check out Lionel Boy. 
One of my favorite kind of newish singer-songwriters, Gordy, the Australian singer Sophie Payton, has a new album called Our Two Skins. Uh, The young Icelandic pianist Gabriel Olafs has a new record called Piano Works. It's reimagined deconstructions of beautiful pieces from last year's album Absent Minded. The Vancouver rock duo Japandroids, they've got a live album they recorded at Massey Hall in Toronto. Uh, It is called, and I'm, I'm cleaning this up, Massey Effing Hall. And finally, a surprise drop from earlier this week, the first album in 22 years from the Illinois band Hum. They dropped this new album called Inlet, and it feels like Hum never left. Uh, Lovely to have them back. That's Inlet by Hum. All that music out now on June 26th, along with the last one that we want to feature. It comes from the jazz artist Derek Hodge. His new one is called Color of Noise. This is Derek Hodge. His new one is called Color of Noise. The track we're listening to is called You Could Have Stayed. And Nate Chenin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America is uh, back for this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. Derek Hodge, a composer, a bassist, and band leader. This is his third solo album. And I know he's a longtime collaborator with Robert Glasper. And, and while I know Glasper's work more, Nate, you'd say Derek Hodge is every bit as influential and in, instrumental in forging a sort of a sound that's emerged in jazz and soul over the past decade or so. I really do. And I think he doesn't get enough credit for that. When you think about the Robert Glasper experiment, Derek Hodge is a, is a crucial part of that sonic picture. He's been a partner to Robert, and he has also been sort of the catalyst and the linchpin of really influential groups, including the, you know, the ensemble that went on tour with Maxwell for his Black Summer Nights tour. Hodge has been on a whole bunch of albums by Common, starting with the 2005 album B. You know, he's he's just one of those musicians who can be the glue and also the spark in a band. Um, and and I feel like because he's a bass player and because he's not a a showy type of musician, um, he doesn't often get the the credit he deserves. Yeah, I was just amazed listening to this record at how expansive it is. The opening track on this record is called The Cost, and it takes you on this remarkable journey. The, his music 
finds ways to, within fairly compact tracks, they'll build and boom and ebb and flow with coolness and fire and looseness and intensity. And I'm just very impressed with just how much space there is within his sound to, to just move around and really incorporate different sounds and styles and feels while still feeling very much itself all the way through. Yeah, that's a really organic synthesis of stuff. And Derek Hodge is, is so good at that. One thing I, I like about this album, Derek Hodge is a, is a really experienced studio producer. He's, he's produced albums for Lionel Luecke and, and Glasper and others, but he really wanted to capture the sound of, of a group of musicians, you know, finding this chemistry together. And so this is a brand new band. It's not a working unit yet, but it includes a couple of really great young drummers, Mike Mitchell and Justin Tyson, who both sort of come out of a gospel tradition. There's DJ Jahi Sundance on turntables, and there's two keyboardists, Jahari Stampley and Michael Aberg. And so this is a, a, an interesting unit, and they don't waste any time locking into a groove. Derek Hodge is the artist. His new one is called Color of Noise. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks, Anne. Thank you so much, Robin, Stephen. And Stephen. Thank you, Robin. As always, if you want to hear full versions of the songs we played, along with a whole bunch of other new tracks that dropped this week, go to our website at npr.org slash allsongs. You can also listen in Apple Music and Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlists. You can keep up with our playlists, Tiny Desks, and more by signing up for our newsletter. It goes out just once a week. It's a great way to stay in touch. Go to npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. We're also on Twitter, at NPR Music and at N-P-R-O-B-I-N, N-P-R-O-B-I-N. Hang in there, everybody. Take care of each other. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.